Artistic Whispers Productions presents Antithesis Book One Predestination and Other Games of Chance A podcast novel written and performed by J. Daniel Sawyer Author contact information at www.jdsawyer.net With original music by Danny Shade This story contains harsh language, sexual situations Listener discretion is advised and now, Dealing In, Episode 7, Part 2, continued from Part 1, earlier on the feed. In this show, Gail Carragher, Chris Lester, and Kitty Nakian join me to answer your feedback. And now, Part 2 of Dealing In, Episode 7. <laughs> I have an email here from Chris Adamski. Hi, Dan. I'm in the process of listening to the antithesis, that's a horrible word to spell, series, and I'm loving it. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I have a 1.5-hour commute to work each way, and I pass the time with audiobooks. And this is one of the best books I've listened to. This goes for characters, story, and production value. I'm extremely impressed, and the only negative that I can see is that I'm about to run out of episodes, as I'm on episode 13 and only started listening last week. Anyway, enough praise, as I wanted to let you know I've left you your first UK iTunes review. Should be up shortly. I wish you all the best pushing the book, and please continue to produce this episode. Regards, Chris. Okay, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, where are you driving in England that takes 1.5 hours? That's like across central London, off the (laughs) island. (laughs) Well, there is. I hear London traffic is prodigiously horrendous. Mm, True. Thank you very much, Chris, and I will check out the UK iTunes review and including it and. I will check out the UK iTunes review and include it on the next dealing in. Thank you. From Hawk Hunt. Hawk! Subject, vivisection. (laughs) Hey, Dan. Listening to Dealing In Episode 3, and I'm curious about something. So, Joss Kyle vivisected someone alive, as opposed to (laughs) Hawk Hunt. You got me. You got me. (laughs) Score one for the Aussie. (laughs) <laughs> I owe you a kangaroo barbecue. Yum. Okay, and uh, David says, a football field is 110 yards long, <laughs> not 100, and there are three downs to go 10 yards, not a wimpy four. Blah, and episode blah. 17, wow. Football changes in the future. I'm glad you like episode 17, David. I'm very glad you like that. And I don't give a shit about football. Unless I'm playing with my friends in the mud. So you can win. I don't mind having Canadian football rule the future. <laughs> I don't buy that it's actually going to happen. Because <laughs> NFL has a lot more money behind it. Well, at the moment, all it takes is a couple good strikes. <laughs> True. This is from Chris Booth. Drat. I so wanted it to be Bill's deviousness. Never mind. You can be sure I'll keep listening. But I have to be careful about spreading the word. I've told all my friends about the wonder of podcasts, but some people are just not ear-orientated. I am, and it was wonderful when I was finally able to get all the entertainment and news I could swallow through my ears rather than my eyes. But others aren't, and I don't think I'll ever persuade them otherwise. Doesn't mean I won't tell them, just that I don't think it'll make a difference. Shame, but they think they know what I don't. But they think they know what they're missing, Chris. 
Oh well, thank you for attempting to do so. And uh, you're not the uh, you're not the only one who has suggested a flaw in my suggested methodology. There's an email or a voicemail later from Tristan, who's uh, calling from his jail cell after pelting his enemies with CD copies. <laughs> <laughs> from Abby Hilton. Abby. I also. Or, hey Dan. I also wanted to add that Volish was a refreshing character, not just because he was a three-dimensional gay man, but because he seemed, beneath a rough exterior, to be both intelligent and basically kind. That's rare in your world. Your characters are mostly either smart and ruthless, or kind and clueless. As fun as it is kind to watch... Kind and clueless? Kind and clueless. clueless. I think she's thinking of Mar- Marion, actually. Ah, uh, Marion has some hidden depths you haven't yes, seen just yet. wait. As fun as it is to watch all your Machiavellis trying to outsmart each other, it was nice to see someone who is neither a Machiavelli nor a chump. Thank you. I didn't realize I had any chumps, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll take. I'll keep my eyes peeled for that on the revise. Well, again, it's because I think that she has not heard yet what Marian is going to be capable of. That's true. Marian yes. has a big part in book yeah. two. She did come off as kind of chumpish in the, her initial appearance. Really? So, well, yeah, that's just, good to just know. in the sense of, not in a negative sense, but just in the sense of being an innocent who's caught in the crossfire. Well, she is. Right. But she's not stupid. Right. It's what you do, you know, innocence is only a starting point. It's what you do with <laughs> it afterwards that turns know. it into ignorance or naivety. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, th- I think for the audience, no, we know more about her husband than, yeah, than she, she does. does. Right. And um, that makes us, a, that mm-hmm. makes some audience members feel a little bit less sympathetic towards her because, like, how can you not know that your husband is an evil spy? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that, but people that don't read spy novels or haven't had family that are in um, either military intelligence or other classified mm-hmm. positions might not know. You're a field operative. You don't get to tell your family who you work for. Mm. You have a cover. And mm-hmm. a, you. Um, I think Donnie Brasco uh, portrayed this fairly well, but he did break cover really early. Mm. But you have a cover story that you tell them. They don't know who you are. They don't know where you're going. They don't know what you're up to. They know the story that your bosses have sanctioned mm-hmm. for your um for your loved ones to know. So and like true lies, <laughs> like like true lies. So Marion isn't an idiot. She just doesn't know what Percy does for a living. Mm-hmm. She thinks he does something other than what he does. My grandfather was uh, in the quote-unquote civil service in World War II. SAS? Or before SAS, but... Yeah, before SAS. And uh, he died, and we still don't know what he was actually doing in World War II. I've had a couple of family members who we're all pretty sure were... were ground agents for the CIA, but we will never know yeah, for sure. Yeah, you just sure. never know for sure. You can you well, can put things together, and they have um, they both have great senses of humor, so they like to tease people about it. But they've never let anything slip that can be traced. Mm-hmm. So it's only suspicions, mm-hmm. and that's all it'll ever be unless someone writes a deathbed confession or they get released from uh, their classification status. Mm-hmm. Abby concludes, anyway, I hope you had a great feedback party. I hope Joss eviscerates Percy. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, when you find out what happens to Percy, I think it'll be rather satisfying. <laughs> we hope someone does something horrible to but Percy. But <laughs> I'm not telling you what or when. Could be years, people. Years. <laughs> Good Get day. ready to suffer. 
And a comment from Lunar Shadow. Well, I gotta hand it to you, Dan. You really have a way of pissing me off when it comes to ending your episodes. I, <laughs> uh, this is a com- this is a comment to episode nineteen. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did nineteen end again? Nineteen was the one that ended with um with uh, Cassie figuring out that Doug is going is coming for Joss and that she's probably going to have to help him. Ah yes. I was expecting to hear what kind of conversation Cassie and Doug were going to have, because I have a feeling that it will be an interesting one. Can't wait for them in the next installment. (laughs) (laughs) I just love Cassie. (laughs) Is she the redhead? Yeah, Cassie's the redhead. She's she's our first first openly poly character. Excellent. I have uh, um, Twitter here from David D. Zwerick. Yep, that's the same David. And he says, number 19 starts to put things together. Your creativity and way with words has impressed me, but Butterfly's fart takes the cake. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> mm. Got some Twitter feedback here. Paulette Jackson says of the feedback shows, love the format. You guys rock. She also says, listening to J.D. Sawyer's predestination while I drive. Really digging it so far. Made it to the end of episode nine of Predestination. This is some awesome shit. Me likey much. Dan, after listening to you all day, I definitely want to sit down and talk sound editing with you sometime. You rock, dude. Thank you, Paulette. Paulette is clippy. Edits the Metamore City shows. Mm-hmm. So oh, the elves. Yes. Yeah. She is the she is the the headmistress in charge of the Metamore City editing elves. So yeah, that's a hell of a compliment coming from the woman who edits Metamore City. So yes. Catch me on Skype. You've got my ID. Let's chat. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, feedback from C.A. Sizemore to pretty much everybody that was involved at the sex roundtable. Heard mm-hmm. the sex roundtable this morning. Well worth the wait, and I'm glad I did. Excellent food for thought. Thank you. We had and, a lot of fun doing that. Oh, yes. And a lot comment, of wine, too. Comment from Sid Fayitwu. I have no idea how to pronounce it either. Yeah, I just started listening to Antithesis. I like it a lot so far. Thanks for the effort you put into it. And another from Darren Digital. Um, on your Man in the Rain prequel episode, I think I heard for a cast called Sci-Fi Writers Something Guild Society. What was that? Um, I don't actually remember what I said on the Man in the Rain um, or if it would have come up, but... Um... I may have been talking because I have been talking in public a little bit recently about the sci-fi writers, science fiction fantasy writers of America Sefwa. Guild, Sefwa, Sefwa, which a lot of podcast novelists haven't discovered yet and should. I'm a member. Mm-hmm. You I'm, I'm joining next month, I think. Woo-hoo. But uh, they keep a lot of very uh, good resources together for writers who are trying to negotiate uh, to navigate things like contracts. Yeah, they Most, have a model contract. They have a model contract both for agents and publishing houses, mm-hmm. cool. and they they host um, 
current bad contracts that are going around, like boilerplate contracts, like for the Amazon Kindle. Yeah, they put out be- bewares and warnings. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't just say avoid this contract. They'll take and they'll annotate it. Say if you're negotiating this contract, these are the sections to watch out for. These are what we think are reasonable. Here's what each of our each of these suggestions means versus what theirs means. It's very, very good, particularly for new authors who aren't used to the field of IP law, um, for people who are still shopping for an agent, don't have one yet, or for people who want to work with their agent rather than letting their agent handle everything. Um, very important stuff, a lot of good resources. Um, if you write science fiction or fantasy, you at the very least should pony up dues to be a non-voting member. Yeah, they're worth being an associate yeah. member. And if if you uh, have sold a novel or if you've sold two short stories for more than, was it 50 bucks each or 100 bucks each Pro, now? pro rates, 100 I think. Yeah, pro rates. Um, then you get to vote for the Hugos. Cool. Which uh, is the, cool. The Nebulous. Oh, the Nebulous. The Nebulous, right. Yeah. Everyone votes for the Hugos. Everyone votes for the Hugos. You get to vote for the Nebulous. Yes. And uh, it has a couple of other advantages that people don't really – it has a grievances committee mm-hmm. where members can bring um, grievances against um, publishing houses, agents. And they're also associated with Victoria Strauss and Writer Beware. Um, oh, I and didn't know that. And she watchdogs uh, Vanity Presses and Shyster Agents and puts out Excellent. warnings on them as well. Excellent. Um, they also – Sefwa also has an informal emergency medical fund, which That's has right. come in – started by Piers Anthony. It's come in really handy for people, yeah. um, especially writers who have no mm-hmm. other resource, as well as um, the Sefwa Bulletin is a great yes. um, market watch. And you can actually just uh, subscribe and get the bulletin mm-hmm. for – Yeah, for it, it, as a non-voting member. That's yeah. part of the part of the perks, and uh, and that has good anthology watch and market watch for short stories. So um, mm. that other people yeah. don't know about it. So if a short story you're trying to find a market for the regular route isn't working, which is happening to a lot of people now because the market's shifting so much. Um, yes. This is a good place for um, surrealist um, anthologies and sort of very specified anthologies that you don't kind of see come up elsewhere. So excellent, good to know. Cool. Uh, and I suppose it's on to me. It's isn't on it? to you. Um, so, uh, what are these twits? So these are Twitters. Yes. Um, Mildred Caddy says, man, I love how you read my death threat. Oh, this is for, uh, this is for Chris. <laughs> I love how you read my death threat for Sawyer. Dan, yes, it is that dark because we only see the world <laughs> through the individuals you have chosen to show it through. And re-dealing in episode six, don't worry, Chris. Your voice makes me melt too, especially lower registers. Well, thank you very much, Mildred. I'm very glad to give you something to melt over. <laughs> you should see his forget-me-not blue eyes. <laughs> mm. When he smiles at you, I'm sorry. <laughs> he turns that gaze upon you. It's so basking in the, the light, light of twin, twin suns. <laughs> Oh, Although so our funny. friend Stina suggests that that implies that I should be cross-eyed, which I am not. <laughs> it's true. He's not. Nope. Darren Digital says to Dan, re-episode eight. I'm confused about Bill Shelley character. Shelley. Shelley. Bill Shelley character. Got impression he gave Pervy that assignment. Doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Percy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Although that's appropriate. <laughs> Doesn't make sense to me. Best I can figure to keep a political distance from the s- sitch. But how can anyone do that? I'll have to keep listening. Good show. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, um, that was Bill Shelley. And, yes, he did that. 
I've got a question about Bill mm. Shelley. Yeah. This is Senator, correct? Mm-hmm. Senator Shelley. Um, are you meaning to hearken to Senator Kelly of um, Marvel comic book fame? Who's that? <laughs> Senator or, Kelly is the the guy in the X Men books who's responsible for the Mutant Registration Act. Oh, okay. Whole the, bunch the melty of, guy. Yeah, the melty yeah, guy in the movies, in but the in movies. The, he's also. In I the, no, I uh, never read comics. I had no. You said Senator Kelly, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> who I believe so, was also from Massachusetts. Mm, they're both they're both uh, indirectly inspired by uh, the Kennedys, I suppose. Probably, yeah, but. Um, no, I wasn't meaning to hearken to Senator Kelly. It's okay. It's but, a good uh, one to hearken to if they're both yeah. bad guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Kelly we, was a well-meaning, <laughs> you know, schlub. And we yeah. find, by the way, we finally find out what Shelley is up to in episode twenty-two. Yay! Finally. Can't wait for the reveal on uh, that one. No, sorry. Twenty is it? Either 22 or 23, whatever the next one, uh, two episodes mm-hmm. from now is. It's either 22 mm. or 23. I think 23. that would be 23. Because... Um, it's coming up soon, and oh boy, I'm going to get so much hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Okay, Darren Digital. Hey, loved the nod to Sigler in 19 or 20 of Predestination. Thank you. That was was funny. I like that. (laughs) I was wondering if anyone was going to catch that. He says, just wondering, (laughs) is the Predestination universe just native Earth people who colonized? Yes, there are no aliens in play. There may or may not be aliens in play in the future. But as of yet, humanity has not made first contact with any race that didn't originate upon the planet Earth. (laughs) What about dolphins? Have they made com- <laughs> contact with the dolphins yet? I vote no aliens. Yeah, well, there is dolphinsex.com. Mm. So some of them have made contact with the dolphins. This is not the sex show. <laughs> Dan, drink some more scotch. <laughs> Quickly. Okay. Um. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's a parody site. Okay, that helps. Thank you. <laughs> kind of like bonsaikitten.com. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Trollfamador says, love antithesis. Interrupted by Apologia. Mainlined that in two weeks. Caught- wow, there's two years of back episodes there. Caught up. Jim and Cassie captivate me. Joss just makes sense. Interesting. I don't know if I want to live in your world. <laughs> 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 but that's no, thank okay. you. I don't know if I want to thank live in you yours very much. either. <laughs> I don't like Joss. There was a sausage incident. There was a sausage I'm, incident. I'm never going to like Joss. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one from Darren Digital. Hey, man, just finished listening to episode 11 of Predestination. Very complex. I love it. Thank you. And also from P. Fisher. Paul, Paul Fisher. Fisher, who runs the podcasting track at Balticon. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Dude, loving the book. You're an incestuous bunch, you guys, aren't you? No comment. Dude, loving the book. Wish you were coming to Balticon. Next year, Paul. Next year. Dude, what's with me getting all the hard ones? <laughs> hey, I had Trollfamador, so... Well, I've got Conundrum. Conundrum, yeah. Conundrum, yes. I listened to your recent feedback show on my way home yesterday. I agree with T. The episode was great, especially about your dad. 
Thanks. I actually can't remember what I said about him. I think it was on your show rather than on mine. Talking about the whole man in the rain, or was that no? That was, it was my that grandfather. Was grandfather. Yeah, I don't know. I think we were talking about what what happens when our parents find the shows or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you were. <laughs> and then from uh, Marcy Alana. Yes, Marcy. I've consulted with Mira Cheskis. 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 Mm-hmm. And we're in agreement. We're certain you'll cliffhanger us. That's it. This is Tristan Johnson. I wanted to talk to you and show you how much nicer my microphone sounds. <laughs> sounds like Tristan's also, into his cups. If you hear a soft whirring noise in the background, that's just my desktop. And if I ever record for you, Dan, I'm going to sit in a closet and make my lines. And also, you know, go over them until they're perfect. Well, I've got to stop you right there, Tristan, because first of all, I encourage everyone to come out of the closet (laughs) as quickly and publicly as possible. (laughs) Second of all, doing lines is very bad for you. And you shouldn't uh, make a habit of it. Uh, you break a lot of mirrors that way, and razor blades can get expensive after a while. If I could reach him, I would hit him for you, Tristan. <laughs> right Anyone? now you look like you're having trouble staying upright. <laughs> Anyone have a Satsuma handy? <laughs> Chris's hands have gone floppy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Gail. After the line about coming out of the closet, that's all he needed. But he has been sitting quite erect all evening. Freaky computer chair or anything like that, so don't worry. I love you, Dad. What do you mean? You do? Anyways. Oh, my God. I just li- finished listening to episode 20. Came out of the and I have a male stalker. What can I say? Uh, the double agent is now going to get torn between her two allegiances. And, of course, it's going to enter Basically. into a little pincer movement. And I get a feeling you're going to end up in one of those situations where she's going to have the gun pointed at both of them. And she's going to have a choice to make. Woohoo, Mexican standoff! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if... It's going to be even worse than that. Only I could write like that. One day, I need to practice. I need to get my sucky stuff out first. That's right. And you're young yet. You've got uh, you've got time. Remember, I've been working on this for, to what? I'm thir- since A I was very eight. long well, I've, time. I've been, been working on and off on this story since I was about 12. But this, I've been, I've been attempting to write novels for at least since I was... Seven. Something like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 23, 24 years. It takes a while. I've been writing since <laughs> I was probably six or seven. Mm. So, Be yeah. patient with yourself, Tristan. All of us suck badly, and it takes a while to not suck. Anyways, I just wanted to point out that this is a good episode. I like the... I know when we talked on Skype, you were like, you're going to like this one. It's got weed. You know me too well. <laughs> So I'm not drunk. Then. Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to say what? I said not drunk then. <laughs> he nope. is from Canada. He's, he's our um. He, he's uh, our other um connoisseur of uh, mind altering substances, <laughs> but not booze. <laughs> Give you props for that. But I would be more pissed off if I was Cassie because if someone was smoking my weed. <laughs> By the way, just for a random fact to help out, uh, did you know Canada 
has the highest amount of pot smokers per capita in the industrial world. Somehow Can't say I'm, I'm not, not surprised. surprised. <laughs> um, you haven't gotten to the scene yet, Gail. There's a point at which um, the character George plays is spacesick. Very spacesick. And he's, aller- he's allergic to the uh, space sickness drug- space sickness drugs. So they use the universal solution? So they use the universal solution. And uh, leads to a very unfortunate fallout for our I have to say, those sound effects that he did during that episode were about the most revolting thing. Oh my God, I was getting nauseated editing it. I know. Because he was space sick, so he was like burping and doing the (laughs) the whole time. I'm so proud. He did (laughs) such a good job. When we were recording it, it was just funny. But when I cut it in, I was like getting sick to my stomach just listening to him because he was he did such a good job. It was very uncomfortable to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, for the scene, I had gone into NASA's docs and read up on space sickness, which was the second most nauseating experience of writing this book, (laughs) aside from cutting the scene. And so I had all the visceral Stuff that goes on, like, you know, his skin's actually turning green. And, mm. uh, what was the most disgusting, learning how to- space toilets work? Actually, that's really fascinating. <laughs> no, learning how space signets works, that was probably the most. That was more revolting for me than doing the sausage bit in Man in the Rain. Mm. And that was not fun. <laughs> the things you research as a writer. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> If you're not a writer, you have no idea. And if you're a writer, you wish you didn't. (laughs) And you bless Google every day. Oh, yes. And you hope that nobody's scanning your ISP's search records. Well, you think, you you research things and you think, wow, the NSA must be really confused right now. (laughs) I just had early flying machines and then... um, the first revolvers and guns. That'll make someone happy. And then yams wrapped in bacon. <laughs> my last researches. Yeah, my searches are a lot weirder. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get there if your uh, if your cake novel takes off. Yeah, fact. But that's besides the fact. This is this is not a weed call. This is me saying that episode twenty was great. I really am jealous about the idea of being stoned in space. And I would like to experience that sometime. How many kinds of equilibrium? So keep it up. I'm really looking forward to seeing the end. I want to see what Senator Shelley's all about. And uh, look forward to trying out for Down from 10. Looking forward to seeing or listening to. uh, What was it called? Free Will? The second antithesis book. I just heard you. Free Will and Other Compulsions. Though it'll actually just be called Free Will, because by that time, I will have changed the title! Free Will, book two of the Antithesis Progression. Progression. That's right. I like it. Much more series-like. The editors would like it much better. You and your titles. You have great, like, Sculpting God, I think, may be one of the best titles I have ever read all time. Thank you. Brilliant. Cool. Thank you. And the opening uh, poem for Down From Ten, Chilling. Thank you. That's all I'll say for now. Well, you know, I, I'm never going to screw it. Anyways, thank you, Dan. Uh, death threats, again. 
Death by Man Love, I suppose, <laughs> will be the theme this week. I don't so, yeah, think so I'm going to watch for Death a by week Man just Love. hearing that. And <laughs> how can I finish this off in a way that would make don't me Don't let me hear this podcast. Well, the other person who sends feedback to, to uh, Chris is, and you, who gets drunk and she's so entertaining. Uh, I need to think of something that will make me entertaining. So Practice. Oh boy! Yes, that is uh, the. Is that is that the same email I had to struggle through? Is the same guy. Same guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, he calls himself the ubiquitous <laughs> Tristan Johnson, or Tristan <laughs> P E J. Yes, which is his uh, handle on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh... Thank you very much, Tristan. It's always fun listening to your uh, ramblings and commentary. And um, yeah, keep uh, keep working at your own shit, and um, you'll get there. Indeed. I've seen some of your stuff where you're at right now, and you've got the talent. You just need the skill, and the skill comes through work. Hi, Dan. This is Michael Spence again. I'm listening to your feedback show. Thanks for your response to my little bit. Uh, but to answer your question, is Antithesis really that dark? Well, put it this way. I've, I've been catching up on Battlestar Galactica. I finally made it to the opening of this season portion and the first two uh, episodes of this, and I found myself thinking, Dad, God, there are so many uh, buckets full of misery here per capita that you might almost be a Dan Sawyer novel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Michael, you're yeah. so funny. <laughs> Yeah, but Dan isn't going to end on a cop-out. No, no cop-out endings for me. For one thing, if Dan tries to end on a cop-out, all of his friends will beat him to death. Yes, to give you an idea, of my closest friends, five are published or almost published science fiction authors. And there's Chris, and there's Kitty, who unfortunately knows where I live and how to take toenails out with pliers. So um, I can't actually and a very good beta <laughs> and a very good beta and I so I can't actually afford to uh, end on a cop out because if I do I won't live very long <laughs> at least not in a state where I can walk or write they may they may just uh, limit themselves to crushing the ends of my fingers with mallets so no, I can't type then anymore. you wouldn't be able to type and you wouldn't be able to fix it so that would do no good whatsoever. There's always we'd, voice we'd crush his yeah. toes. Ah, there you go. That way he couldn't walk away from the desk. Exactly. (laughs) Or we'll just have somebody chain you to the the chair or tie you up with yarn until you finish. (laughs) Gee, you don't have anyone particular in mind, do you? (laughs) No one in particular whose name on Twitter is not Miss Calendar. (laughs) Brass needles coming soon. (laughs) Next one. Hey, Dan. This is Nobilis calling. You're not fooling anybody. The reason that you want the death threats and also the whys and wherefores is that you can substitute is so that you can substitute one of your enemies for yourself at the appropriate time and place and kill two birds with one stone, eliminating two enemies at the same time. <laughs> you. The death threats aren't gonna come from an expected location. Oh, <laughs> Oh, what can you say to Nobilis? He always rocks. We are anonymous. Yes. We are legion. Expect us. <laughs> Just remember, Nobilis, I also write mysteries. 
including one coming up soon for Erotica a la carte. I've got a great title and a a good outline. It's going to be called Buried Alive in the Blues. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a group sex scene in it. Group sex scene. That's uh, that's the idea. Group sex scene. Group sex scene. Will people die from flaming armadillos in that? No. No, no, no. Flaming armadillos. How about a flaming drambuie? Oh, no, that's an idea. I hadn't thought of that before. A a flaming drambuie? Drambuie. It is a scotch-based liqueur. That you traditionally set on fire before you drink. Mm Mm-hmm. Because people are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's much better pre-burnt. It's much better (laughs) pre-burnt. And we have more Nobilis. Hold on, I didn't hook it up. Do-do-do-do. 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 Hey there. I was just listening to the latest dealing in and got a great idea. Antithesis promotional flashlights. There's these companies that do imprint stuff, and you just get one of you know they, 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 those little keychain flashlights, and you just print the title of the book on them and you give them out of cons. Now wait, hold on. Antithesis book one predestination another. Okay, so it's not going to have to be a keychain flashlight. All right, so giving away $35 mag lights isn't going to be an option. Forget I said anything. (laughs) And for those of you who have asked why the title is changing, that's why. (laughs) It's all for promotional swag purposes. Didn't we play this last one? (laughs) No, I've played it for you before. Is that a new joke or something? No, 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 no. It's just Just a good way way to make fun of the the title. Gotcha. (laughs) Okay. It's and... because it's so dark. Oh, oh, that's a good angle. I like that. <laughs> yeah, here you'll need this. <laughs> uh, that's Patty Heaney feedback of Doom. I don't think we'll do that. Oh, doom. 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 Doomy, 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 doomy. Okay. I'm going to sing the Doom song now. Doom, 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 doom. Uh, doomy, 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 doomy. Doomy, doomy, doomy. Doom, doom, doom. Okay, we've doom. got... The end. Doom. The end. <laughs> I saw somebody take that Doom song and set it to a bunch of clips from Neon Genesis Evangelion. There's oh, a techno version of the Doom song, and it is first with other clips from Invader Zim. The Invader Zim song. Yeah, the Invader Zim tech, techno Doom, Doom, Doom song. It's brilliant. Okay, we've got two voicemails left, and then we're out. Hey, uh, Jerome... Uh, This is Tristan. You see, I took your suggestion that you gave me at the end of episode 19 of Predestination. You said to burn copies of the first few episodes of Predestination, put it onto a CD, and then throw it at your friends. Well, I took your idea, and I thought it would go over really well until... Well, okay. Problem one: I said your enemies. Enemies. Yes. You want people who don't know where you live. Important. Very important. Let's just say this is my one phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that uh, I might not be able to give feedback for a while, as uh, oh, no. apparently throwing CDs at people is an assault charge these days. I didn't know. <laughs> Anyways, I saw nineteen. It was nice. It was short and sweet, and. I'm starting to really fall in love or in hate with Joss Kyle 
Mason Lowell is getting even better and better and better. And, I don't know, I think about you at night when I touch myself. <laughs> Last question. It's all about the this man This is a love. question for the under-acknowledged titty who sits in the back there and makes interesting comments. <laughs> you should see her face. I want to ask you, you are currently probably with Jadan and Chris, both of whom are bearded individuals. <laughs> I wish, like you, to compare and tell me which has the most epic beard. Thank you. Epic? Is that what he wants? Epic An beard. epic beard? What? But the beard is engaged in a quest? <laughs> <laughs> a quest for what? No my, my, my beard is the son of Hrothgar. <laughs> Dan's beard is sort of like a party quest situation, whereas Chris's beard is more one of those like one or two person quests. <laughs> Dan's beard is kind of like it belongs in um, Lord of the Rings. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. and or it's also not—it's also <laughs> yeah. relatively untrimmed at the moment. But yeah, I look kind of mm. like a refugee extra from the set of Braveheart. I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Whereas, Whereas Chris is very Chris has a very tidy beard. It, well, Chris has a Van Dyke, and he looks kind of like um, kind of like Allie from the first episode uh, when she's playing Alex Hart. <laughs> Mm. Except he's a lot taller, um, but lot no, he's taller. Uh, he's he looks kind of more like someone uh, that you'd see in an organized crime movie. Mm. Um, the, 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 Only he's too smiley. Yes, the, he's the corner drug dealer with the Van Dyke beard that he strokes a lot in a very evil fashion. He has an evil beard. He has an evil beard. Mm. So, um, in answer to your question, the more epic beard would have to be Dan's. Yes, it my my beard is sadly the part of me lacking in evil. Exactly. I used to watch these movies with these characters who would engage in these very thoughtful moments where they would stroke their beards. And I'm like, that's so cool. I want to have a beard to stroke someday. So as soon as I had enough, uh, enough stubble that I was able to grow one, I grew one out. I just look really fucking goofy. Mm. <laughs> so I grew one as soon as I could. <laughs> I would like to be able to stroke my beard thoughtfully. Well, you are a costume maven. You can always get some stage makeup. and I make a really kind of sort of pimp daddy looking guy. It's, it's, it's like sleazy. It's not, it's not good. Yeah, I, now I have to see that. Yeah. <laughs> you see that not, next time Next good. time, Soup Bone is in town and show up and <laughs> you out Soup Bone Sigler. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the final feedback of this show. G'day, Dan, Kitty, Chris, and anyone else? Oh, I'm anyone else. Excellent. Yes, you are. G'day, Dan, Kitty, Chris, and anyone else who's come in to join the fun. It's Ethan here, also known also known as Hawk Hunt. Hey, Ethan. Dan, I have to ask, how many times exactly has Kyle garroted Cassie? Just the one. But it was a memorable occasion and led to a rather interesting DNS session with them in the back room. Hmm. Ooh. It must have been quite a few for her to look back on them with fondness. I also was uh, very interested by the idea of tears not flowing in space. It's, well, in low or zero-G environments. It's one of those things that 
is obvious once you think about it, yeah. but something you just normally wouldn't think of. There's just so many little things that would just make life so different. I really Thank like you. that moment. Too. Thank that you. Very powerful. Thank you very much. I, I love. I, I try to work little touches like that in everywhere because I have. In order to write, I have to feel like the place is real. Yeah. And so I try to think what is different than what I do every day. It's all in the details. Yeah. Always. And and when someone notices like that, it makes me so happy. Yeah. He's, he's bouncing, moment. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's like the whole idea of not being a you know of having those those tears clinging to your eyes, refusing to let go, is just. It like amps up the tragedy of the moment, and it's like, thank you. So the Joss Garretting Cassie led to a DS session in the back room. Yes, who's the top in that relationship? (laughs) They're both very competitive switches. (laughs) <laughs> How many times did that garage change hands? <laughs> Their relationship gets really interesting. I you get, I we actually have an on-screen DNS session in episode 23. Mm-hmm. And you get to see some oh, of how it plays wait. out. Is it with those two? Or? With those two. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> like, which other two would it be, really? Seems like mm. everything is coming in episode 23. Mm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Is this going in to be so what they refer- Is this going to be what they refer to as hate sex? Or- <laughs> oh, it's worse than that. Oh. It's worse than that. Yeah, that's going to be intense. Oh, yeah. Dan's earning his explicit moniker. <laughs> yep. The hard way. (laughs) That's the most fun way to do it. (laughs) Continuing with the feedback. I've basically given up on trying to guess what any of the characters are going to do in the story. Smart man. For the first few episodes, I was having trouble keeping track of who was who with some of them, and I've got it all straight now. In the first few episodes, they all have multiple names. what they've done in the past little bit iffy and I don't have the time to go back and re-listen. So I'm not going to try and make any predictions about what's going to happen in the plot. By the way, thank you for mentioning that. This is something that I'm looking for as we do the final proofs for the publisher right now um, to make sure it is less confusing than it was in the draft I recorded. Although I have to say, whatever it is, it's going to be fun. I do have one suggestion or prediction and that's what Cassie's going to do <laughs> she's going to kill both of them fall through a rift in space and time end up in Cardiff <laughs> then travel over to the United States and beat you senseless for everything you've put her through what do you think I can tell you're a Torchwood fan <laughs> oh yes Thank you very much for the voicemail, Hawk. That was great. Except she'll she'll get detained in in Cardiff having fun with uh, the George <laughs> yeah. crew. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she, she's going to stop over and shag Jack and Gwen and Owen and Bianto and <laughs> Jack and Yanto and Jack and, and Jack and Yanto. <laughs> oh man, I love it. My fans come up with the greatest death threats. It's so much fun. <laughs> It's like you made your fans your uber nemesis. Exactly. <laughs> well, you nice. know, T was just too short for the job. So. 
He wasn't. He didn't quite measure up. Is that what you're saying? Tea. You're always ragging on the little guy. Uh, well, he declared himself the Uber nemesis, but he brought it on himself. <laughs> He's a good guy. Oh, uh, any of the, any of the rest of you have anything else? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I really, really enjoyed um, Angels Unawares. I just oh, listened. you just heard that? Yeah, I just heard that in the last since we did our last feedback show. I thought it was beautiful. Um, I was really, really impressed that you were able to maintain a genuine Scottish accent Thank for you. the length of that narrative. Because we've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of Americans attempt Scottish accents, mm-hmm. and they never get the vowels right. Yeah, and so that was something that I noticed as standing out about yours. And you. on top of that, it was just it was a, a beautiful, beautiful story, and one of the um, one of the most heartwarming things I think I've read that you ever you, Thank you, you wrote. So, yeah, it was it was. That's all I have to say about it. It was just beautiful. Thank you. I really love that story. I had uh, I wrote that an evening after a photo shoot when I was looking through the photos and saw three photos next to each other that just seemed to make a story. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote the story for those three photos, and mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites. So hopefully the anthology I submitted it to picks it up. Yeah. That would be cool. And then I could fix the continuity errors in it. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming, Gail. Oh, it was my pleasure. delightful to have you. You can come back anytime. Excellent. I was fed and given wine. I may return. (laughs) Excellent. Where can people find you and what can they expect out of you in the coming months? Um, You guys can find me at www.gailcarriger.com and that's G-A-I-L-C-A-R-R-I-G-E-R. And uh, you can just Google Gail Carriger and I'll pop up and you can get all my contact information off of that site. And uh, I'm going to be kind of under the radar for the next couple of months, but surfacing again in September and October. Although I do have my first uh, podcast interview coming up mm-hmm. at the uh, Steampunk Spectacular podcast. Excellent. Oh, excellent. Uh, is Christopher Skinny yeah, interview you? she's coming by to interview me next week. Fabulous. So that's going to be my first official interview. That'll be fun. All right. Are you making any uh, con appearances this year? I'm going to be – I'm not sure yet. There's a, I'm thinking about Worldcon. I'm definitely going to be at the B – well, definitely probably maybe being going to be at the BEAs. BEAs? Um, the Book Expo in okay. uh, Book Expo America in New York. Okay. And, uh, and then definitely a World Fantasy in San Jose. Yes, your book Excellent. launch at That's World Fantasy. That's my book Fantasy. launch party. Everybody's going to come by. It's going to be awesome. so much fun. Oh, it's going to be great. When is, be, the bo- when is that? That's uh, World Fantasy is the first weekend in November. Gotcha. Excellent. And the book comes out in October, and the book's Woo-hoo. name is Soulless. Excellent. Very cool. Is it available for pre-order yet on Amazon? No, we're not up yet. Okay. But the cover is now available. Yeah, let, you can take a look at the cover. Let though. me know when exciting. it's up for pre-order. I will start pimping the shit out of it. Yeah, because sure, absolutely. Because it should be lots of fun. Yay. And uh, uh, Chris, where can people find your stuff? So... For those of you who have not yet checked out Metamore City, it is a anthology series podcast series in a world where science fiction and fantasy intertwine. Think Lord of the Rings meets Blade Runner. You can find it at www.metamorcity.com. 
And uh, you can find me on Twitter as Ethereus, E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S. And I guess that'll uh, wrap it up for the feedback show. Send in your feedback. We're coming down to the tail end of the book. Um, So anything you want to say, you better say it soon. We find out soon what Bill Shelley is up to, and afterwards we'll have the What the Hell Was Bill Shelley Up To contest winners announced. Um, and I'll do a special show for that. You can reach me to leave voicemail on the feedback line to have your voice played in future episodes at 206-350-5739. You can email me at dan at jdsawyer.net. You can follow me on Twitter at dsawyer, and you can read my blog and keep up with my doings at www.jdsawyer.net. All my podcasts are available on iTunes as well as through my website. Please leave reviews. Uh, leave reviews, tell your friends, post links, and pelt your, C- pelt your enemies with CD copies to get people hooked. We're in the tail section. The next few episodes all have big reveals until the final episode that's going to leave you either ready to kill me or very happy. I'm not sure which yet. Um, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next. Uh, I'll see you in a couple of days with the next episode. And until then, this is Dan Sawyer. This is Gail Carragher. This is Chris Lester. And this is Kitty Nakian. Saying that it isn't whether you win or lose. It's how you break the game. Uh-huh. <laughs>